so tonight, the RPG Academy podcast is going to do a trial of RuneQuest 2nd Edition. And we have brought in guest GM Dirk the Dice from the Grognard Files podcast. Um, I am going to be playing a duck, because apparently that's a thing in RuneQuest. Uh, my duck's name is Drake Billingsley. He's more of a bluish-hued duck uh, with a jagged scar along his bill. And he's uh, got a bit of an attitude, and he's apparently searching for something. And my name is Michael, by the way. And Scott, who are you going to be playing today? I am playing a, uh, a very famous, well-reputed, magical duck uh, named Mal Hard. Mal very hard. His bill is decorated with a crystal stud that, once charged with power, uh, adds to his armor. Mal is is a uh, uh, he's an honorable, bold, and assertive duck. Uh, he's dressed in leather, including a, a very fetching leather skirt, and uh, he's ready to go. All right, and Caleb, what about you? Which duck are you playing tonight? I am playing a duck named Jeffrey. Jeffrey the duck, because. I'm, I'm taking a stand in this world of fantasy gaming. Sometimes people have regular names. That's true. That is true. I'm just going to say it. I'm just, I'm just going to stand for it. I'm Jeffrey the Duck. But we'll say it's spelled the weird way with like a G-E-O. Oh, gotcha. Um, does he mind being referred to as Jeff? Uh, if he is ever referred to as Jeff, he will start a fight instantly, <laughs> regardless of situation. That is the biggest insult I'm going to call him Jeff all through this then. Is that okay? Okay, okay. perfect. That's awesome. I will just constantly be throwing down to, to start some fights here. Um, Jeffrey is um, Jeffrey is a typical duck, as most bipedal living ducks in this fantasy world go. He is most certainly on a quest for truth and justice. He believes that... Truth should be proved through evidence, and he holds everyone to that standard regardless of their uh, race, creed, or motto. He is a black duck with a bright orange bill, and he is um, he's excited to be out adventuring. He sounds despicable. So. He, he, does ha- he does have a sailor hat that he wears at a jaunty angle. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> And he very clearly does not wear pants. <laughs> well, no, none of us do. What kind of world is, do you think we live in? All right. And to give us our um, our trial of RuneQuest, which I know I have never played at all, ever in my entire history, um, again, is Dirk the Dice from the Grognard Files podcast. First of all, thank you very much for joining us. I think it's like midnight your time over there in the UK. So really, really I appreciate you staying up and giving us the opportunity to, to play this game. So we'll turn it over to you, sir. It's your show. Tell us about RuneQuest and get us started. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to do it. Um, I'm coming live from my den under the stairs here in uh, Bolton in the UK. And um, we're going to play RuneQuest. And RuneQuest was the first game that we played as kids back in 1981. Uh, and it was launched at Origins in Michigan in 1979. So it's it's been around for a long, long time. Over here in the UK, it outsold D&D because it was licensed by Games Workshop. And uh, they, they uh, produced this handsome uh, box set uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that was very popular uh, around here. And from this box set, we're going to be playing this evening Apple Lane, which came um, bundled with it. And in there, there's a scenario called Grindle's Pawn Shop. 
and lots and lots of people up and down uh, the country and across the world have had that as their very first game of RuneQuest. So I think it's fitting that you guys experience it tonight. When it comes to RuneQuest, one of the things that's important about it is the setting. And it's the setting of Glorantha. Um, that came about from uh, Greg Stafford 50 years ago uh, in 1966. He uh, created it as a world where he set stories and eventually um, he started uh, creating games for it. And the first one was um, White Bear Red Moon, uh, which became Dragon Pass, later produced by Avalon Hill. Uh, but he founded a company called Chaosium and they produced RuneQuest set in Glorantha in uh, uh, 79. So I'm going to give you a taste, a flavour of Glorantha. I mean, over the years, over the 50 years, it's grown and expanded and fans have contributed to it. Um, but I'm going to give you a taste of it to get you into it so you, you can understand it. And that's why you're playing ducks, because ducks are a part of uh, part of Glorantham mythology. And uh, they're, they're small, about three foot high. You're weighing about 75 pounds and you're feathered humanoids with heads, bills, uh, web feet, you, you know, you're excellent swimmers, but you can't fly. You're kind of sent, uh, isolated um, because you're kind of scorned by other races and you keep yourselves to yourselves. You've always faced oppression, but recently that oppression has grown because you're in the area of Dragon Pass and the Dragon Pass over the years has been the place of settlement for humans who have come from the south, uh, who are called the Orlanth, Orlanthi. And they've settled and they're currently being oppressed by marauders from the uh, north known as the lunar the lunar empire they worship the moon the red moon and they're tainted by chaos and they're kind of bearing down into uh, dragon pass and the local settled uh, orlanthia trying to resist them and for the ducks it's it's bad news because they've they've announced a, a pogrom to destroy them to have them exterminated because they blame them for the recent uprising, and that's where we start the uh, start the adventure. Everybody okay with that? Yeah, sounds awful to me, but good for the game. <laughs> so over several days and weeks, you've been travelling north through Dragon Pass through the Milani Hills and the Colomar Wilds to get to this place. Urux, the storm bull, is raging in the sky. There's a storm and the rain is lashing down, a squall building up around you. You built a, a makeshift tent, a canopy, and you're kind of standing underneath that right now. Rain is beating down on the skins and you're presently with Maduk, Maduk is your rune lord. You are sword brothers of Humact, the war god. And he's brought you to this place. In the squall, there's rain dripping from his bill as he speaks to you. Sword brothers, this is a mission of infiltration and extraction. I need you to recover a precious item a precious item that will give us power over our enemies. He gets you all to raise your swords. 
When Humact stared into the face of his opponents, he said, Fear me or die. And when they feared him, he killed them. Are you ready for this sword, brothers? Aye. Aye. I could take it or leave it. You. What? Beak up. I brought you to this place to conduct a mission of utmost importance to the survival of our race. The Lunars have declared war on our race to destroy us in revenge for the recent uprising. We were not involved, but it is convenient for men to lay their blame on us. Beyond the orchard yonder lies the hamlet that the Colomar refer to as Apple Lane. So you kind of point and you can see that there's a, an orchard fecund with apples that give the area its name. This uh, village was built around a pawn shop owned by a powerful Isaris priest known as Grindle, a man of formidable reputation. He was once the boon of Talakar before he was king of Sartar. They would hero quest together, and as a reward he was given this location after the sacking of Sartar by the Lunars. Talakar was overthrown, and the Lunar General installed as governor. Now Grindle collects coin for the Lunars. A usurer, an enemy of the people he was once part of. They say he is tainted by chaos. When the moon is full, his teeth are sharp, and his skin is covered in fur. They say he has a staff that can kill on its own accord. So, I want you to go into his house of many riches, and I want you to go get in there and recover the eye of the half-bird. The Lunars want this item. And even now, as we speak, a delegation of Lunar soldiers have been deployed to recover it. Grindle, in his greed, clings onto it and has mustered mercenaries, sellswords, to resist the demands and drive up his negotiation position. They'll be here within hours. We must act quickly. There'll be no negotiation because the eye will not be there. It will be within our hands. Yes, sword brothers? Aye. Yeah. Good. What, is, what does this eye look like? Is a it... gem. A gem of miraculous beauty. So, so it's not an eye? Oh, it is an eye. It is an eye. It, it, is it shaped like an eye? Because I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to visualize here. If we're, if we're after this item, I, I, I need to know what it looks like is what I'm getting at. It is an eye of a... In front of the sword leaders, this is really inappropriate. Come on! If he's tasking us with such an important mission, I think we should have some facts. don't ask questions! We we just yell hi and go on. That's how it's always been. And how many missions have we failed? How many? Uh... Seven? If you have to count, it's too many. We need some facts. So I'm just trying to prepare. I can I can count on my feathers how many times we've tanked a mission because we grabbed the wrong book or the wrong eyeball. Fine. So I just I just want to know what's going on. Fine. That's all. When you're right, you're That's right. All. all right, fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. You will know the eye when you see it. I see. 
It is a thing of beauty and a thing of terror. Protect it. There are people who need it. There are people who desire it. There are people who crave it. But we shall have it. Aye. There's a cutaway now. You can't see this. But somewhere in the distance, there are four horses, and on the backs of the horses, thundering towards you. On a, through the squall, uh, imagine um, uh, uh, Roman legionaries with uh, sickle-shaped scimitars bearing down on black horses, and they're coming, heading in your direction, travelling pell-mell. Ahead of them, there is a, a woman, an unusual-looking woman, um, but she, she's kind of charging ahead. They're on the way towards you right now. You can't see that. They're going to pulverize you. They're going to pull you apart. When they arrive, they'll feed you to the crimson bat. That, that sounds bad. Okay. So, what's your plan? Step one, sneak into his house. Step two, get the eye. Step three, profit. So are, are we aware of these Roman people, centurions, that are coming to kill us? Or is, is this a, uh, a mystery to us at this point? No, you know that they're coming. And, ah. and, and uh, what my doctor says is that the, lunar, the lunars are heading this way. And they'll be here within hours. And what he gives you is a, a bubble, a glass bubble. And in it, there is orange smoke. And he hands it to you. Mal hard, and he, he hands it over to you, and he entrusts you with it. And what he says is that this thing will grow hot and intensify. Once it bursts, you must get out of whatever situation you are in and head towards this place. I will erect a, a, a teleport area. We'll be able to escape, take the eye, Back to Quackford. Aye, we will do this thing you ask. And uh, th th then I'll, uh, I also interject. Um, now, if we're finding the eye of the half-bird, is it also possible that there will be nearby the egg of the half-bird? For is it not written in my character background that the egg of the half-bird is the thing I seek the recovery of at any cost? There may be an egg, but we need the eye. Aye! Aye! All right. Logically, if you have an eye, you can look for an egg. Egg! My egg! The uh, upper lane is about... Um, it's, a, it, it, it's about half a mile away from where you're situated now. It's, it's dark. Um, the squall and the rain is, is around you. What are you going to do? Well, being a duck, we are naturally creatures of dark and silence. So we will use the storm to our advantage, sneak through the shadows, observe the house for a few moments to make sure that it is unoccupied or otherwise accessible, and then we will break in, possibly wearing a trench coat with each of us on top of the other like we're a person. Sounds like a good plan. A fiendish plan. Do, do, do we have the trench coat of hiding? Did you bring it? Of course. Is, is there such a thing as a medieval fedora? <laughs> the, um, the weather suits you anyway because it's, it's raining, isn't it? It's good weather for ducks. So uh, it kind of glides off your feathers. So you're gonna you're gonna sneak into into the hamlet. Yes, 
I, I do have some magic that can help us. I don't I don't remember how long it, each spell lasts. I know you told me at some point, but I do have about fifteen minutes. So okay, so once we're about ten minutes out from the village, I will cast the silent spell uh, to give us better cover as we sneak through the shadows. Okay, you're going to cast it on each of them. So if you deduct your uh, magic points by it's a one point spell, so you can deduct it by uh, three. So cast it on all three of you and use your stored magic first. Okay. I will do that. Okay. So I will, I will pull them aside and basically I'll, I'll rub my hands starting at their, their bills and going down over their head and everyone's feathers, no matter what color they were to start, they darken, uh, not quite black, but darker, uh, their bills as well, especially, um, uh, Jeff A, who has like a really bright bill, it, it darkens a little bit as well. And even our quacks take on like a, almost like a hollow sound. We can hear each other, but other people will hear it more like breaking sticks or, you know, crickets chirping in the night, not as our conversation. That's right. You don't make a sound as you travel and, and walk. It, I mean, the, the mud is uh, quite deep. It's up to your uh, thighs. Uh, so you're kind of wading through or waddling through this, this, uh, this mud and uh, you can you can see ahead uh, the hamlet and it's it's a collection of um, fairly nondescript uh, buildings and um, huddled around in the center a, uh, a, a what look, looks like or you know is, a, is an inn um, a, a drinking place and it's got a courtyard and uh, and you can hear the rain drumming on the tin roof that gives the place its name it's called the tin inn and you can see uh, from your position that the uh, windows are glowing as if there's activity in there. You can kind of hear the noise and the, of a throng and uh, people talking and chatting. Also uh, of note is a, is a large uh, building with a tower. It's kind of a strange design. Looks like some kind of temple and stables and a smithy and weapons and they all huddle around. And you can see clearly Gringle's Place. And Gringle's Place is a kind of an oblong, uh, rectangular building, which is solid, solid brick. It's made with great um, masonry skills, uh, with a with a tiled roof. It's it's almost single story. It's got uh, two stories, but the second story is like built into the apex of the uh, of the roof. And there's no windows. So what do you do? So I'll look at Mal. Do you know how we get in this place? It looks secure. I was hoping to be like an open window or a, a gutter or something we could climb through or over or under. Well, you can approach the place. Um, th there's nobody around. You can hear the presence of people in the uh, in the inn, but uh, out on the on in the hamlet, there's nobody uh, milling around. Hmm. What do you think, Mal? I, I think um, we we should start cautiously. I, I I don't trust the uh the look of this place. It's abandoned, but it might not actually be abandoned. Um, can we can we, what if scout? we circle around it from all sides? Maybe there's something we're not seeing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and maybe try and get perspective from above too. I don't know if there are entrances on the roof that look more accessible. Should should one of us stay here to be on lookout in case someone comes, or should we stick together? 
I, I think stick together. The only thing the lookout person could reveal being on lookout is the fact that they were seen by somebody. If they're not there to be seen, that would be good, right? All right. So I will turn sharply and we will assume the V formation with me at the apex and then you two both off to either side. And then we will start to circumnavigate around to get all angles of the tower, see if there's anything that we can see somewhere else that might give us a way in. I suggest we pay special attention to the roofs in this town. I remember reading in ancient tomes that deadly warriors tend to reside on roofs and can come uh, and surprise us at the worst possible moments, effectively ruining a story. Only if you go up there. If you don't go to the roof, they stay where they're at. I've read the same book. I'm, I've, it's something I, I dream about in my worst nightmares. Thus, I suggest that we all pay special attention. So do you want to do a spot hidden roll, uh, Jeffrey, uh, at, the, uh, at the rooftops? I would love to do a spot hidden roll. Um, spot hidden is a 70. And I fail spectacularly. Huzzah! Okay. Through the darkness and the squall, it's very difficult to make out any shapes or any presence of anything on the on the rooftops. Hefe, are we good? Oh, is that is? Am I chief? No, I said Hefe. I'm going to pronounce your name differently every time on purpose. <laughs> I'm so glad I ruined that bit. Wonderful. Uh, yes, I believe we are safe from the terrors of the roof. Let us proceed. You have the sharpest eyes among us. If you can't see them, they must be truly not there or invisible. Either one. Lead on. Um, you, uh, you, you're in this apex. Where are you, where are you moving towards? You're moving towards Gringle's place, or what, what, where are you heading for? Yeah, we want to go all the way around Gringle's place to see it from the backside as well, to see if there's a, a way in that we can't see from where we're at now. And just see if there's any, anything else sticks out to us from all these different angles as we walk around it. Well, you've got um, you've got skills that you can use to um, your perception skills. You may want to deploy some of those to help you. So if you look on your character sheet, the uh, you know you can uh, you can use those to try and uh, do that, or you you may have detection spells that might might help you uh, give give you some more information as you do this reconnaissance tour. I have detect gems. <laughs> it's, but, but hey, we're looking for gem. a gem. Yes. But I also have a rock that gets hot when I'm near the gem. So I, I think I'm going to save that magic point for later. I do have an ability to detect life uh, up to 40 meters. I'm not sure. And my character would probably know this, but could I get within 40 meters of the shop, cast it, and then know if anyone inside is alive or if it's abandoned? That That's good. Yeah, you can, you can do that. Um, Excuse me. <clears throat> you can do that. Uh, it's very uh, it, it, you're within range because you're within forty meters of the place. So if you uh, deduct one magic point, you can cast it. I have done so. What do my magic eyes see? Okay, you can feel the presence. There's actually you can you can feel in there. There's kind of an intensity of life. Like there's. More than one person in there. I will tell my brothers this. There, there are multiple people inside. Well, the more for us to kill. Uh, or sneak past. One of the two. Maybe first the one and then the other. Sneak first. We, we, should, we should try to hurry as well. We must get the eye back to 
Madoc. Yes. As quickly as possible. Yes, we, we've been told there are others after us. All right. Onward. So, All right. so from, from your position on the road, where you are now, you can see that um, there is a front door in the middle of the, uh, of the building. And just from a cursory glance from your position as the, as the uh, rain kind of belts down, you can see that it's a heavily shod door. So it's kind of very, very well um, secured. Whoever's in here, Gringle, doesn't want anybody to get in. Can we look for another entrance to the building? Possibly a cellar or small entryway? Well, Maybe they are can. not. But I was only looking at the roofs that uh, one time. I was not yet looking for the gutters. small entryways. Uh, maybe they the have a cat flap? place is, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something that we could get into since we are not, uh, the typical size of what this fella is expecting to come infiltrate. Do you, do you want to go up to the door? Yes, because that sounds awesome. I would love to walk Good up to the door. sucker. <laughs> you do realize he was actively wringing his hands like a maniacal mastermind as he asked that question. Yep. Gotcha. That, okay. That's why I'm that's why I'm I'm jumping Bill first. Perfect. Let's go. Okay. So the the door, uh when you get closer to it, you can see that this looks like a, a, a public door. It's it's got a heavy lock on it. And there looks to be what seems to be like a spy hole um that's opened uh from the inside. Hmm. Is is it actually open? You can have a look. Stick your eye up there. See what happens. Uh, Drake, you're taller than me. Why don't, why don't you look should at we, this? Should we uh, use our camouflage skills to get into our um, tall trench coat first? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Let's... Oh, oh, no. Let's do that. Let's find a cloak. Let's find, find a cloak. We brought the jump trench on coat each of hiding. Oh, the trench coat of pretending to be human-sized, Right. Okay, I, I unfurl let's, let's it. Let's jump on each other's and, shoulders. And I'm going to roll the on cloak my 30% camouflage skill, obviously, to uh, dis- camouflage us as a person as we peer in. So that even if they spot us, they will be unawares that it is uh, actually us by Humacht. Can I roll to assist in this camouflage? Because my camouflage is a little bit oh, better. Oh, dude, just do it. Okay. Uh, 36 under 40 for camouflage. Nice. Okay. The cloak is wrapped round you. Nobody can see you. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. Perfect. Because remember, we're still kind of invisible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's okay. so up, up against this door. I mean, the, the, you two, you, you've not looked at the roofs. You can have a look at the roof. You know, you can use yeah. your... I, I trust Hefe. Yeah. He's... he's got the best. He's got the eagle eyes in the group. If he didn't see it, I can't see it. He's never led us astray yet. Despite our seven failed attempt missions, he's he's done us proud. None of those were his fault. Let's be fair. No, no, it was, it was always just uh, the ninjas came out of nowhere every time. Every time. So, can you open the spy hole from the outside and then use it to peek through? Can I? Or or is it open? Yes, now, yes, now you can. The door. I said you can, so you can. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not open. At the moment, ah. this door looks uh, fairly impenetrable. Mm-hmm. You could have a go. 
Um, but it's going to need um, some serious battering. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try the thing we always forget in the movies. I'm gonna try the door handle. Is it unlocked? It's locked. Ah, oh, oh, I saw that same movie. Um, uh, th- is, is it trapped? Can I can I attempt to see if there is a trap on this door? Now that you've already done the handle, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a toilet. Jig- it- jiggle the handle, lift up and then down. If uh, uh, Jeffrey, if you give me a listen roll. All right. So as we are looking at this uh, spy hole, and I'm trying the door handle, I I sidle up to the up, up very closely to the little spy hole, and with a 27 under 60, I I try to hear something. You hear a thud into the door. I immediately fall backwards, falling off of Malhard's shoulders into the mud. No, our camouflage. I mean. Oh no, our camouflage. So some, something hit the door. Something quite heavy hit the door. Mm. Uh, I scramble back, uh, pulling my brothers with me so that we are out of uh, immediate danger. Yeah, let's, let's, let's sidestep around to a, uh, a window. Or maybe like, I mean, how, how thick are the drain pipes? I mean, we're pretty tiny. If, if the drain pipes are really big because they get a lot of ice or snow in this climate or something, then maybe we could just shimmy up them and they would provide us not only uh, visible cover, but also access to the roof that, um, yeah, he didn't see any obvious access, but maybe we could drill in. Seems safer than the door that has thunking noises behind it. I mean, you can, it, it, when you look, there are no drain pipes to it. I mean, it is, it is a very um, secure building. And for ducks, climbing isn't their natural... Forte. I mean, it's hard to grip on with those feathers, for one thing. So you could give it a try. I'll try to climb it. Are, okay. Is there another building that is nearby that we could maybe get up a little bit easier? It, and and are there any outbuildings that that we're expecting deliveries to and from? Like like they they keep food stocks in a separate building they need to deliver to or from it, or like a bar nearby they maybe order delivery from. Yeah, well, there's um, across the road there is the uh, tin in, and you can hear the noise uh, rising. Right. Kind of a, uh, kind of a, a loud uh, singing taking place. Anti, uh, anti-lunar songs, revolutionary songs, songs to spur the spirits. And when you look from where you are at the moment, there doesn't seem to be any outbuildings. And there are no buildings near. It kind of stands on its own, uh, Green Rose Pawn Shop. You can have a look around the back. You haven't looked around the back yet. Yeah, well, let's do that. And then I will try to climb up from the backside as well. Okay. So you're kind of uh, in your apex formation, not making a sound. You can see around the back. There's still no windows around the back. There are no windows to this place. But there is another door. I would like to inspect that door like I did the first door. Okay. And so what are you doing at this door? We're, we're taking our cloak of concealment up to it and listening very carefully. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to listen again at the door. Like, since all three of us are vertically against the door, can all three of us <laughs> listen at the door? Yeah, you can try that. Uh, I'm listening at a 52 under 60. I'm listening at a 46 under 55. My ears fell out. <laughs> it's got a 98. 
98. Wow. Wow. Well, hmm. You can hear singing coming from somewhere. Uh, from, from within. Tinnitus. <laughs> it's the angels because I just died somehow. And the, the others uh, can hear um, that there is movement behind here. It sounds like somebody behind here. And you can hear cussing. And it sounds like Orlanthe cussing. Hmm. So Orlanthe are the, are the native uh, clan around here. So. Um, you know, it's kind of a tribal structure, so uh, uh, arranged into clans. So uh, the Orlanthi are the kind of uh, uh, people people who are, are, are native to uh, the Colimar Wilds, where where you are now. Can can we? Um, I I mean that the 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 tavern is not nearly as fortified, say, as as the the building across the way. So it probably has windows we can peer through, right, in our in our cloak to try and identify the figures who we're talking. So. So this, where you are now, is at, uh, at Gringles Pawn Shop, up against the Pawn kitchen. I, I've given something away there, haven't I? Okay. Uh, up to against the uh, the back door, listening, and you can hear cussing from inside, uh, in, in inside the building. Can we? I know I don't hear this, but are they able to understand the words, like what's being said, or is it like a gibberish language to them? It's uh, it, it, because of the um, de- the thickness of the door. It's not you can't pick out any words you just recognize the kind of inflection now uh would, would we be uh thrown out of this uh tavern if if we entered not in disguise you could uh, you could head over to the ta- tavern you could head over to the tavern uh, and try it wait wait it's the kitchen not no it's that's right this back door is not on the tavern the back door is on the the building yes okay my apologies. Now I'm I've I've cut back up. So uh cursing. Okay, wait a second. I have an idea. Ding dong so, ditch. I was thinking that. Yeah. Possibly. This is a pawn shop, right? So what if we get someone to try to do a transaction at the pawn shop? And while this person is performing some business, they might give us an opportunity to sneak in. So we go to the inn, we pay somebody to try to pawn a really cool guitar. Do you have a really cool guitar? You're not your taking inventory? my guitar. No, but it's a tavern. There's got to be a bard playing a lute, and it's probably a really old lute with a great family story, so they're going to try to argue for $100 when the pawn shop owner won't go higher than 5 Uh-huh. That sounds like a good plan. There, there are risks associated with that because, of course, the Lunas have put a bounty on uh, ducks as a, the great duck hunt. So any human who brings uh, a dead duck to a lunar outpost can get good coin. So we'd have to be able to pay better coin than the, uh, the, 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 than the price on our heads. So what is the bounty? It's around 100 Luna. Uh, that's that's. Together, we probably have ninety or something. Uh, we could always lie. And uh, our our trench coat disguise probably looks way better in the dark from far away. What if we just wait until someone naturally? Nope, nope, nope. Someone will come. Yeah, we, we we have a time pressure. Yeah. All right. I say we just break down the door and stab some people. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna give you the look over at Hefe like we don't really need him. 
But okay, fine. We'll just try hey, it. Hey, you, hey, you didn't see that. Well, right. well, Malhad, you know, Malhad is a very uh, determined and driven. All right. So I say we bang on the back door, and then someone else tries to break in through the front door. Or do no, we... no, other way around. Okay. The front door is way more fortified. Okay. Who who's the best sneaky person for breaking through things? It's probably not me. It's probably not me. My stealth is ten percent. Hide and cover is fifty-five. Move silently is forty-five. What's your, uh, I guess, pickpockets or is there a, like a unlock trap set? This arm is forty. I'm, I, I am versed in lock picking. Although, usually out of you versed uh, in lock picking, pick the back lock, then we'll yeah. stab whoever's arguing. All right. I'm just saying, I, I when I buy uh, from the merchant a set of four locks to practice on. I'm usually only successful with one of them. I've been through a lot of this four-pack practice lockpicking. It, it's Dr. Lucky's lockpicking set. They come in packs of four. I can only do one out of four every single time. Oh. See, I'm more like one out of three. So how about you guys go knock on the front door, or one of you, I'll try to pick the lock on the back door, and then someone cover me with a spear. Okay. Perfect. So is, that, is that a plan? Yes. All right. yep. Not a good one, so, but it is a plan, by God. I draw okay. my bastard sword in one hand and my shield in the other, and I give you cover as, as you try to penetrate the back door. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to knock on the front door and run away. Yes. While you prepare for some backdoor action. Correct. Okay. So uh, Jeffrey runs around the other side of the building. I waddle as fast as I can. <laughs> Through the rain and the squall. Meanwhile, Drake is uh, bunched over this uh, this lock. And roll your... Uh... 92. Oh. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> is this the time to tell you that this show was brought to you by EasyRollerDice.com? <laughs> well, while these dice traditionally roll very well, uh, they, they assume higher is better, so... Yeah, this is their first time playing RuneQuest also. <laughs> well it's not it's not it's not a fumble and you look you, you look at it and you think this is a very unusual lock there's something strange about it might be worth asking uh, somebody else to look at it hey Mal take a look at this I think it might be a push instead of a pull so meanwhile at the front of the building yeah instead of instead of knocking on the door I, I was about to feather Wing raised, feathers about to strike, I took a step backwards, found a, a sizable rock on the ground, and from the shadows, threw the rock at the front door with all my duckly might. So, as you throw it, you don't make a sound, but as it travels through the air, it hits the door. With a solid hit. And then I, I try to stay hidden immediately afterwards to see what happens. Okay. Do you want to uh, uh, roll your hiding uh, hiding shadows? I would love to. Um, I I think I'm hidden really really well, but in reality I have a forty five over thirty. <laughs> but I think I'm hidden like a mother. Okay. So so you found a, an outcrop and you, you're kind of behind it, and the the rock hits the door. Meanwhile, at the back door, what what he doesn't understand is he he's hiding behind a statue of a duck. 
<laughs> so he looks at him, will think it's a duck, but not see him, but then still think it's a duck and come over there. Okay, so this door. Mal, Mal are you going to have a look at this door? Yep, I certainly am. I don't know what skill I'm using to have a look at the door, but I got a 35, which is pretty good. Spot trap. My spot trap skill is also 35. Is that what I'm having a look at the door for? Oh, okay. Or spot hidden is 40. Yeah. Both successes. You have a look, you have a look at it. And uh, you conclude that the unusual thing about the lock is that it isn't locked. <laughs> hmm. I knew it was a positive well, push. I, uh... I think we've we've stumbled upon a grave error on their part. That is, that is the uh, number one most important thing about your expensive locks. Lock them. Well, no, no. I, See, I actually unlocked it. It just it didn't it didn't unlatch right away. There was a delay. It's it's a it's a new model. It's a, you know d- deterrent. Yeah, 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 yeah. W- w- whatever. As as I waddle the door open. Uh, what what's uh, what's behind the door? So you uh, Malhard opens the door. And your dexterity is 13, so we'll times that by three, and you need to roll under 36. So a trap or a spear or some sort of implement to hurt you. I rolled 39. Oh, so close. So you almost uh, dodge a uh, lock uh, which has been whittled into a point. Uh, that is uh, swinging towards you and hits you squarely. Um, I'm going to ask you to roll a d10 uh, and add 10 because this will say the location where you've been hit. 18. 18. That's so you've been sleeve. hitting the left arm and it's done um, 2d6 damage. So if you roll um, 2d6... Four total. Is four which, total? Which is, which is all the hit points of my arm, isn't it? Oh, I've got three armor, so I take one damage on the arm. Yeah, take one damage. So you take one damage, so you're down to three, and your hit points go down um, to 12. Okay? All right. So it swings past. You almost dodge it, but it just catches your arm as, uh, as, it, as it swings past, and it's hanging from a beam. Watch out, there could be a trap. Inside. You can see a kitchen. Uh, I gave that away earlier, didn't I? Uh, you can see a, a kitchen. And in the kitchen, there is a, um, a, a, a big, burly man covered in all anti-tattoos. And he's huddled over a spit. And there seems to be someone on the spit uh, on the on uh, over the burning embers of a uh, of the of the kitchen stove, and that's on on the right of the room. And he uh, has a big hand and a half bastard sword. And as he sees you in, he goes, "Ducks, bloody ducks!" Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. 
the podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash vrpgacademy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at vrpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.